Charlie got minus a million points for watching on with a fucking look on his face. And you can check my notes. I said negative points for Charlie because I can just tell he's going to do something fucking stupid. I knew it. I knew it. Do you have any witty banner to open up with? No, I was just going to ask you. Uh, Dragon's finale. Yeah, too bad we don't. that's not the show we talk about. Whatever. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lauren Gets Lost. I'm Zane. And I'm Lauren. And today we're covering episode 15, Homecoming, which I almost didn't find the notes because I put them in the wrong folder and was very upset. Nobody cares about your notes. One day, we're just going to try to do the podcast without notes, and it's going to go horrible, and we're going to have to re-record, and then you'll realize how great the notes are. The only reason it would go horribly is because you're dumb. I don't need notes. I'm excellent every time. I just don't think that's true. Whatever. Hold on. I need to open my notes. (laughs) Except my notes are useless. Your notes have the jokes. My jokes are off the cuff. (laughs) In the moment, I do not pre-plan my jokes. Don't you slander me like that. So do you want my synopsis or are you just going to look at me like a dummy? I'd like your synopsis, please. All righty, here's my synopsis since you asked for it. Claire's return incites chaos when Ethan demands her back and threatens death. Charlie's flashbacks confirm he's a screw-up on and off the island. I have a lot of thoughts about the flashback storyline. Not my favorite. Yeah, that is one of my thoughts. Speaking of which, quick bits. Lucy mentions her father is out of town buying a paper company in Slow. This is a reference to the UK version of The Office, which took place in Slow. Really? Pretty sure she said Slough. Well, it's been a couple of days since I watched the episode. Also, I completely butchered the director of the last episode. I was watching the after episode special of House of Dragons. It's like Yanates or something like that. I, I'm, I'm pronouncing it Yantis. It's so wrong. Well, since we're pointing out... Bleh, since we're nope. pointing... What? You're going to point out that I can't no. say Michelangelo, but you just you just said the word wrong. Listen here, fuckface. That's not what I was going to say. I was going to say, since we're pointing out our own mistakes from the previous episode, I said, take a page from Sun's playlist instead of playbook. And when I listened back to it, I was really mad that I said that and did it correct myself. So I'm just going to do it now. And I think the funniest screw up is when Kate said that Kate was taking pictures of coffee tables. (laughs) I love like I have like a love hate thing when I listen back to our episodes that have like already been released or, you know, edited. And I'm like, oh, shit, we did not catch that in the moment. But that one's just funny. (laughs) And I feel like it's subtle and not everybody's going to realize it. But she's like taking pictures of coffee tables. (laughs) (laughs) Quick bit number two. The director of this episode was Kevin Hooks, who did five episodes of This Is Us which I've never watched, but like everybody talks about how great that show was before the last season. So. Oh, 
before the last season what was wrong with the last season i don't know i'm i've just seen some negative commentary about it and kate hated the last season i mean i watched the whole thing and i didn't think there was anything wrong with the last season last two episodes made me cry like a baby he also did one episode of person of interest four episodes of bones and he was the executive producer and director of 14 episodes of prison break as well as the made for tv movie he also is a return director he did white rabbit okay this is a interesting one because I don't agree. In 2009, the episode writer and showrunner Damon Lindelof said that this episode was one of his least favorites of the series, saying it was flawed on almost every single level that an episode of Lost could be. In what way? There is another Charlie episode that I can't stand later in the series that I like the flashback storyline, but hate the island storyline. And then this episode, I like the island storyline and hate the flashback storyline. So if you just switch them, then you get one terrible episode and one really good episode. Yeah, I mean, like, did I think this was the best episode? No, but I thought it was pretty good. Like, it had good action. It had me pretty pissed, which, like, we'll get to it. But I did not like the flashbacks. Honestly, I was bored during the flashbacks. And a personal fact... This episode aired on February 9th of 2005. So I'm now officially a six-year-old watching this show. Ah, happy birthday, six-year-old Zane. Should we get into it? I suppose. The episode starts off with Charlie being awoken by everyone at the caves camp freaking out by Claire's return. Locke carries her in and hands her off to Jack. Everyone's asking questions, but Jack asks them just to back off. Charlie does not listen. Claire wakes up and immediately like crawls into the corner. Jack and Charlie try to calm her down, but Claire does not recognize any of them. Can I just say uh, something that is not constructive at all? Go ahead. I found Claire to be so annoying in this scene. (laughs) I have no idea why. I'm like, she's terrified. She doesn't remember. But all I could think was like, oh my God, you whiny little bitch. Like... (laughs) honestly i don't even dislike claire but her face i was like drama 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 it's always something (laughs) i don't know i don't know fresh off a kidnapping this bitch i i really don't know but that was like my gut reaction in this scene i was like oh my god can we get over it already i just thought it was funny watching it when she's like laid down and unconscious she's just so pregnant just huge nine months about to pop and i just thought back to when you were like is she still pregnant in the last episode i was like i should have just said no and see how long it took you to realize first of all you've clearly never seen a woman who's actually nine months pregnant because i was thinking in this episode she's far too small now granted they've been there for two weeks and she's a tiny girl to begin with and she's probably not getting enough nutrition but she's not that big they've been there almost a month Regardless, typically when you're that far along in your pregnancy, you're like swollen all over. Like not everybody. I'm not going to speak for everybody, but she's like a typical TV pregnancy where like the only thing big on her is her belly. And like, if that's not even nine months big. I was only referring to her stomach, but Which yeah, is obviously not that she's not that pregnant in real life. Claire explains how she does not remember Ethan her kidnapping, or anything about the crash. The last thing she remembers is getting on the plane. 
Jack explains to her that the plane crashed about a month ago. Claire begins to panic, but Jack explains that the baby is okay. And then she asks about rescue. Jin asks Sun what is going on and if Claire is okay. And Sun lies and says that she thinks so. Jin asks about the baby and Sun is a little taken back by this question and then says that she's sure the baby is fine. And then Jin gives her this look. That was interesting to me. And I'm saying it right now. I did not peek this time. I think Sun and Jin next episode. Am we'll I right? Just tell me. Oh, okay. But I, the funny thing is, yesterday when I was thinking about Lost, because apparently that's all I think about now, <laughs> I was thinking, you know what? The next time Jin talks in an episode, I'm pulling out Google Translate. I want to know what he's saying. And then they gave me subtitles today. I was like, oh my God, they knew I was going to do that. So I thought that was cool. I also feel like the reason I think we're getting a Sun and Jin episode is because I think we had like two scenes with them today, which is like, we don't really get very much of them. We got a little bit of them either last week or the week before. We got a peek into their conversation. And that little like moment after he asked about the baby I don't know. Some, something was there. This is now the second moment that Jin has had an interesting reaction to children. If you remember when he was handcuffed, he was looking at Walt kind of with like this smile on his face. What do you make of that? Well, you know, they're a married couple and relatively early in their marriage. I don't actually know how long the. It's unclear, but I don't think it's that early. Okay, well, they're a young couple, though. So typically, you'd be like, are they going to have kids? Now they had a rocky marriage. So I wonder if that, once we get more insight into their backstory, if there's going to be more about kids and that part of their relationship. I think it's going to be revealed that she speaks English very soon because that scene was also a reminder that she's lying to him about that. So I'm calling it. Next week, Sun and Jin, and it's... English is revealed. That's what I think. I will let you know at the end of the episode. (sighs) Fine. What was your initial reaction to Claire's memory loss? I was kind of pissed because I was like, well, now what's the point? She's back, but what do we get out of it? She doesn't remember anything. It almost made me like, in this moment, I was like, oh, I think I was right that they sent her back. They were like, drugged her somehow, like erased her memory and then sent her back but then I was like just kidding because why would Ethan come back for her I feel like it's dumb though (laughs) I don't know I'm just like annoyed by it to be honest I had a lot of thoughts about who hottie of the week was going to be this week and the person who I knew you weren't going to pick but I thought should be a contender had an interesting reaction to the memory loss and I want to get into it later Oh, I think I put that in my notes. And if you think that he should be a hottie of the week, you're an idiot. I don't know if we're talking about the same person. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Boone and Locke discuss Claire's mysterious return. And Boone is concerned that Ethan is around. Okay, so this is what I was just saying. And, and this is what I thought you were talking about. Locke keeps saying, apparently she lost her memory. Apparently. So to me, I thought that he was questioning her memory loss. Like he didn't fully believe her or he thought there was more to the story. But if that's not who you're talking about. No. 
what I was, what I took Locke's reaction more was like to Boone saying, so she just came across the island by herself. I don't think he thinks it's that like straightforward. I think he thinks something else happened. I kind of agree. I don't understand how she walked into the camp, kind of. I mean, I know they found her like in the woods. So she was just walking through that calm. But then when she wakes up, she's screaming like a fucking maniac. Like, wouldn't she, if she was like, I don't remember anything. Last thing I remember, I'm on a plane. Now I'm in a jungle. You're not going to be like running through the jungle screaming. Well, let me just say this. It's not going to make sense for a while, but eventually all questions will be answered. Ugh, fine. Charlie returns Claire's journal and explains that when she was taken, he was taken as well, but the others could not save her. Claire asks who Ethan is. <laughs> Charlie puts it so simply, Ethan's the bad guy. Claire asks why Ethan left Charlie behind, and Charlie just tells her to get some rest, offers to keep her company, and Claire asks if they're friends, and Charlie says yes. What if Charlie had been like, we're lovers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the father. Well, no, she remembers pre-island. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But no, he's like, no, yeah, we used to bang all the time. We're in love, actually. We get our first flashback. Charlie is doing heroin, and he is most definitely snorting it. So we finally have an answer. His buddy Tommy tells him that they're almost out. And they have no money. But Tommy tells him that he has a plan. The target is Lucy, daughter of a rich man and... Someone they're going to con. Apparently, this is not a Sawyer episode. Tommy puts on some drive shaft at a, at a bar, and Charlie begins working the charm on Lucy and her lady friends, and it's clearly working. I have to say, this might be one of my top three least favorite flashback storylines. I didn't like it. Like, at first, honestly, I started out just confused. I was like, what happened to drive shaft? Like, I get it. I, it's after the band is broken up. He's just trying to do whatever to get drugs. Just pissed me off because I was like, I don't know. It just felt weird. I didn't like it. I wasn't into it. Typically, the flashback story kind of intertwines with the island story. And yeah, in the end, like the whole like, I wanted to take care of you. And I wanted to be respectable for you to think that you can take care of me or I can take care of you. But it just felt like a big uh, yeah it was kind of a stretch i mean honestly the whole thing was stupid because i was like charlie is like not somebody who's going to impress this like rich socialite whatever chick she immediately is like meet my dad and then he is sitting at the table talking about how he essentially has no career and he's like a loser and i'm thinking horrible first impression he's like here's a job <laughs> What? And then, I'm sorry, I'm just going to jump ahead. And then the first day on the job and he's giving a sales pitch. This is the dumbest storyline I've ever seen. It's like the most unbelievable thing that's ever happened on this show. More on that later. Said believes that Ethan sent Claire to infiltrate the camp. Charlie is pissed by that comment, but Jack calms him down and tells Said that it is a stretch. Saeed asks the legitimacy of her amnesia, and Jack says, while it's rare, 
She has been through a major trauma, and it is possible that her mind reset to the crash. Locke asks the chance of her memory returning, and Jack says he's unsure. Charlie tells them to talk about her all they want, but he will go actually spend time with her. Thoughts on how Saeed does not trust Claire? I didn't necessarily take it as him not trusting Claire, but like he has a good point. Amnesia is not actually that common. I feel like maybe Saeed is like, there has to be more going on here. I think he's right. I was thinking the same thing as him. How did she escape? If that's what they want us to believe, that she escaped, how? It's not believable to me. Yeah. That's the point. Okay. You're supposed to ask the questions in your head and be frustrated when you don't get the answers. Okay, I don't like your attitude right now. (laughs) What are your thoughts on the way Jack handled the situation? Remember the last time Claire was around, he didn't believe her. And we all saw how that turned out. So now it seems like he's gone on the other side where he's going to believe Claire no matter what. I don't think he's believing her no matter what. He's right. Memory loss is a trauma response. <laughs> you, you just said they're both right. Yeah, because that's I mean, the they whole, are both right. That's the but... whole point is you're supposed to question it. They are both right. And that's the whole point of this so scene. So whose side do you lean towards more? Side. Is it just because you think he's hot? No, because that's what I was thinking before he even said it. I don't think she's lying. I just don't think that it's a natural memory loss. I think they drugged her. I think they men in black wiped her memory. So Charlie catches up with Jin as they head back to the caves. And Charlie is just talking, knowing that Jin's not understanding a word that he's saying. Until Jin hears a bolo, which I think that's what that was, like a little... That's what I put in my notes because of Kangaroo Jack. Exactly. The bolo hits him in the chest and knocks him out, which I don't see the correlation between chest trauma and losing consciousness. The only thing I would think of is I would knock the wind out of him, but... Once again, people just losing consciousness over nothing. He gets hit in the chest. And then he's just out. And he's just out. He's done. Why not hit him in the head? I think part of it is... They want to, like, cover wounds now because it's hard to, like, keep up. Because, like, if you notice, Charlie still got the bruises on his neck. And it's been a couple episodes, so it might be annoying to, like, have to redo that makeup every week and every scene and everything like that. So if it's like, oh, we'll just put Jin in a shirt so we don't see the giant bruise. Okay, fine. But that's a stupid reason. Yeah. Because you're expecting me to believe that he got knocked out by getting hit in the chest. I just tell myself that he hit his head on the fall. <laughs> Actually, that could be it. But the other option is that he got hit in the chest. He fell down. He saw what was happening. He said, I'm going to play dead. I'm he's not going to get in the way. This is not my problem. <laughs> he said, oh, it's not my job. So Jin goes down and suddenly Ethan steps out of the jungle. His face is scratched to shit. And he tells Charlie to bring Claire to him. Charlie attempts to hit him, but Ethan lifts him by his neck and pins him to a tree, saying he will kill one of the survivors every day until Charlie brings Claire back to him. I'll kill you last. So his face being scratched up, is that trying to insinuate that Claire attacked him to escape? Probably. I still don't believe it. That dude beat the shit out of Jack. You're telling me little pregnant Claire was able to fight him off? 
bullshit. <laughs> I'm just saying it doesn't add up. He, he lets Charlie go and disappears into the jungle. I think Ethan's terrifying. Yeah. And he, he just looks so like boring. Like just looking at him, no offense. You do a great job playing him, actor. But he just, you know, he looks terrifying. Like, he looks like he would watch you from the woods and then skin you alive. He does half that in this episode. There you go. Charlie tells Jack and Locke about what happened. And he says that they need to go and kill Ethan. Jack agrees, thinking that they can't sit and wait for him to make good on his threats. But Locke reminds him of the last time they tried to find follow Ethan into the jungle. Jack was beaten in that fight, and Charlie was nearly killed. Locke thinks the best bet is to set up defenses and select a few to get ready. But Jack thinks it's not the best idea. Locke says, fine, they'll tell everyone, but they need to play defense. Jack says, let's move everyone to the caves. And Locke points out that if Ethan isn't alone, putting everyone in the caves with only one entrance is a bad idea. And Jack asks what Locke's plan is. What are you thinking about this game planning that they're coming up with? I think Locke has a good point that they shouldn't underestimate Ethan. He seems like very smart and like lethal. That putting everybody in the caves, it's like he could just corner them. I don't know. I, I don't I don't even really know who I agree with or what I would do. But I feel like Locke has a point and he seems like he knows what he's talking about. I think they both make good points. They shouldn't only tell a few people because Jack's right. If no one knows and someone just gets up to take a piss in the middle of the night, that blood's on their hands. True. They need to be on defense. It, right probably would cause panic. But at some point, you have to just give everybody the information. And like, if it causes a panic, it causes a panic. I really just feel like you can't leave everybody in the dark on this. Yeah. I feel like everyone's going to be on some sort of high alert anyway. Like they know Ethan wasn't one of them. They know Ethan took Claire and Charlie and nearly killed Charlie. And they know Claire's back. So at some point, they're going to probably be like, this fucker's coming back if he's not dead. Yeah. Sun tends to Jin's chest and asks what's going on. And Jin says that he has no idea. Sun then says maybe the others know. And Jin says that he was attacked because of what they did. I feel like Sun is trying to kind of get him to be like, yeah, I wish we could talk to them so that she could be like, actually i can and then maybe he won't be so mad but he's like absolutely not we don't need to talk to them they're dumb people that's why we keep getting hurt she's like fuck i think it was kind of sad to see Jin kind of revert back to the whole it's us and them thing but at the same time imagine how frustrating it would be to be Jin because again sun can't say anything that's going on without revealing that she knows english so he genuinely has no idea what's going on. Like, odds are this isn't the case, but he could know, not know that Ethan is not one of them. Yeah, that's true. Like, we don't know how much he understands. I think he, he understands some. When you're, an immer- when you're immersed in a language, you start to pick it up. But he does not understand why all of this is happening. And so he probably does just think, like, these people are so dumb. Like, people keep getting hurt. They keep getting into trouble. He's like, I don't want to be a part of that. Like, 
They're a hot I just mess. want to fish, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Claire tells Charlie that no one is talking to her, and she feels like something's going on. Charlie just avoids this topic and attempts to help her remember things. He tells her about the golf course, which makes her laugh a little bit, but then she immediately goes back to asking if anything's going on. And he says no. Talk about should you or should you not tell people what's going on. You know who you should tell? Claire. This person who she doesn't even remember him is potentially coming back for her. And they're like, let's not tell her. It's fine. It's fucking dumb. They, they're like treating her like a child. I don't know if it's everyone or if it's specifically Charlie. Because again, no one is talking to her. Yeah, but like Charlie's not telling her, but nobody else is. They had that whole conversation about should we tell people? They didn't even talk about Claire. Like, that's stupid. Yeah, she kind of like it all revolves around her and her voice is not being heard. Maybe they just assume that Charlie's going to tell her. They're like, well, we don't even have to worry about that. Charlie's the closest with her. Of course, he'll tell her that she's being hunted. Another flashback. Lucy invites Charlie back to her place for tea and he starts snooping around. He finds a cigarette case that belongs to Winston Churchill and clearly he's going to steal it before Lucy comes in and explains that it belongs to her father and that they should meet. And Charlie agrees. And I couldn't help but ask after one date. Yeah. Weird. Really weird. I just don't like it. Also, why does she live with her parents or dad? I guess her mom's dead. If you lived in a house like that, would you be itching to move out of it? She seems like she's got money. I just don't understand why she's still there. She's got her dad's money. Finally, 15 minutes into the episode, Kate appears. It really stood out to me because I was like, man, this has been going for a while. And she's just now showing up. I feel like we've seen everybody else. I didn't even notice. I feel like there's so many characters. I don't really pay attention to like how much airtime they get. Yeah, I made that comment, and then I realized Michael hasn't been in this episode at all until, like, the funeral scene. Oh, yeah. And Hurley. Was Hurley in this episode? Yeah, he helped. He was in two scenes. He was. A, he gave the eulogy, and he also talked to Sawyer for a bit. Okay. Kate gives Jack some fruit and asks why Ethan wants Claire back, and then suggests that they should use the guns, but Jack shoots it down. Jack explains that the chances of them shooting each other is much higher than shooting Ethan. And Jack says that he is not putting guns in untrained hands. Do you think he's right? I think he's right and wrong. I have a couple of things to say. One, I think that's foreshadowing. I think somebody's going to get shot later. Two, should you put guns in untrained hands? No. Put them in trained hands. Saeed is competent with a gun. Sawyer, well, he shot the polar bear. I think he can use a gun. Locke, obviously. Obviously, Jack's going to do it because he's a fucking, you know, whatever. He probably doesn't even know how to use a gun. But put him in the, in the hands of the people that can use a gun and just be very smart about it, which is what they do. Somehow some idiot gets a gun. We'll get there. I think another thing is he didn't, he didn't, specifically touch on it when he said the chances of them shooting each other is higher. Once that genie's out of the bottle, it's hard to put back in. Like, okay, we take the guns out. We resolve this Ethan issue. Now we tend to get in fights every fucking day. I agree, but you can't 
do like a potential risk risk versus an actual risk. He's like, oh, maybe something bad could happen later. Well, something bad definitely is going to happen right now. And you have the guns to defend yourself. So use them. Saeed and Locke are setting up tripwires to alert if Ethan returns to the camp. Saeed also has fires set up and sentries. Boone volunteers for a shift, and Saeed is less than pleased, but Locke says that everyone is counting on him. So stupid. I was on Saeed's side with that. Like, once again, Locke's a little cult leader trying to, like, make Boone all Give him encouragement? (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? This is life or death. This is not a little moment for you to be like, oh, it's okay, Boone, you can try it. Like, this isn't Walt trying to learn golf. This is protecting fucking Claire and everybody else. And then he immediately falls asleep on the job. So I feel like Saeed should have just been like, you know what? You can take day watch because maybe let's, honestly, I feel like, they kind of show Saeed like standing in the background when Boone's on watch. Was he like putting himself on additional watch because he didn't trust Boone? Or was he kind of just looking at him? I think he was just in the line of the camera because you could also see Locke not that far away from Saeed. So they were all kind of bunched up. I thought he was like, yeah, this guy's on watch, but like, is he? (laughs) Charlie asks Jack if Claire should be moved from the caves. When Jack shoots the idea down, Charlie says no one is safe. He says he was responsible for her being taken and it's his fault. Jack calms Charlie down saying nothing is going to happen to her. And then Charlie watches Claire as she sleeps. We get another flashback. Lucy's dad talks about how he was in a band and gave it up to be practical when his family started. He asks if Charlie is working on a new album and Charlie explains that Liam is a father, the band is dead, and he and Liam do not communicate as there's issues with royalties. Cut to the bar where Charlie tells Tommy that he took a job from Lucy's father selling copiers and Tommy is pissed. Let's go back to what you were complaining about. They just met. I know. I, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. Okay, maybe I can see him offering him a job if he's like, okay, my daughter really likes this guy and he's honest with me about the fact that, you know, he doesn't think the band is going anywhere. Okay, let's give him a shot. Come work for me. I guess. I still don't like it. It's been a week. Tommy says that it's been a week since his last, like, since this all started. Why? Yeah, it's dumb. Honestly, it's stupid. You can fix it, like, here and there if you just make it go, like, if Tommy says, we've been at this way longer than we planned and don't give it a specific amount of time. Yeah, but I think the problem would be that that would insinuate that they've been continuously getting drugs this whole time. That whole long window of time. But the whole point is that he's going through withdrawal at this point. That's why he blows it. Yeah, I guess if you make it longer, the issue with the drugs wouldn't make sense. But it's not so much that Charlie was going through withdrawal the entire time. It was only at this point that he got cut off because um, Tommy was giving him drugs this entire time. And now that Charlie has basically taken this job, knowing the band's not going to come back and is focusing on himself... Tommy says, good luck with this new job, which made me question, was Tommy in Driveshaft? I didn't think so. I think he's, they're just friends. Well, he says, like, Liam's not coming back. I have to think about myself. 
So I'm wondering if like these two are just like fucking around waiting for the band to start back up. Wait, who says that Charlie or the friend? He was like, you took a sodding job. And he's like, I Liam's not coming back. I have to think about my future. I don't think the friend is in the band. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to look this up right now. He's only in one episode, so he was not in drive shaft. Locke, Boone, and Saeed stand ready for defense, and Boone falls asleep. But it's one of those sleeps where you close your eyes and you open them and it's the next morning. You ever had one of those? All the time. The tripwire goes off, and Boone takes off into the jungle with his spear. Saeed and Locke quickly follow and find Vincent and Boone. And Saeed says, I think we found another missing castaway. He takes a little too much pleasure in Boone looking like an idiot. You got to entertain yourself somehow on the silent. <laughs> then somebody screams and one of the castaways bodies is found on the shoreline. Kate, Hurley and Charlie all watch on and Hurley asks how Ethan got past the perimeter. And Kate explains that Locke said he came through the water. Hurley asks if maybe it was an accident and Kate says that his neck, arms and all of his fingers were broken. Ouch. I just feel like it wasn't all necessary. Like the neck did the job. The rest of it was just to send a message, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I definitely thought, I thought it was rash guy that was dead. (laughs) And I was literally typing in my notes, poor rash guy when they did the whole Scott Steve scene. And I was like, Oh, just kidding. (laughs) Yes. Sawyer comments on Steve being dead before Hurley tells him that it was Scott. And then Sawyer actually, like, looks sad here. Well, someone's dead. He didn't give a shit when Joanna or the Marshall really... Oh, I guess he cared about the Marshall, but he didn't give a shit when Joanna died. Maybe he feels like a dick for not even knowing the guy. Like, Yeah, that's probably it. He's like, oh my god, I didn't even get his name right and he's dead. But even before and- then, he didn't say it like, oh, Steve drew the short straw, like all witty or anything. He just goes like, oh man, Steve drew the short straw. Yeah, but you also have to think about the fact that, like, he's like, one person died. Who's next? Could it be me? Do I think Sawyer really cares that much about dying? No. But, I mean, he's human. The other thing is, I really feel bad for Steve now. Scott and Steve are buds. Were they? <laughs> or were they always just next to each other? Yeah, if you're always next to each other, it's probably because they're friends. It's probably why people mix them up all the time because they're always together. And now he doesn't have his buddy. (laughs) Hopefully people will get his name right now. My guess is we never see Steve again. Spoiler alert. There is one more time when they get the name wrong. Oh, my God. These people are horrible. They hold a funeral and Hurley reads off all the details that they know about Scott and then apologizes for calling him Steve. What a way to go out. You're most remembered for being called the wrong name. Yeah, not cool. Claire moves through the caves and confronts Shannon for everyone staring at her. And then Shannon realizes that no one has told her about Ethan and fills her in. Was this the right call by Shannon? Yeah. Claire confronts Charlie about lying to her. And Charlie explains that there was nothing she could do without her memory. And Claire asks why he left her in the dark. And Charlie says he only wanted to take care of her. And Claire says, I can take care of myself. Yeah, fuck off, Charlie. I I think his reasoning doesn't really make much sense. No offense to Claire. Probably nothing she would have done with her memory either. Yeah, what does her memory have anything to do with it? Like, just tell her the truth. 
Like, I, there is no if ands, buts about it. Just tell her the truth. <laughs> like, we need you to identify Ethan in a lineup, even though we've all seen him. It just, it's stupid. We get another flashback. Charlie is sweating bullets. Lucy has bought him a suit for his first day. Again, it's only been a week. And Charlie explains that he's nervous, but Lucy says that her father has put the fix in for him to make a sale, even though they've only known him for a week. It makes no sense. The first day on the job is like signing some paperwork, doing training videos. You're not giving a sales pitch. Like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Charlie eyes the cigarette case and starts talking about how he has the manual memorized for the copier. Lucy tells him that he's been on stage in front of fans. He can handle a sales pitch. And Lucy steps out as Charlie goes to steal the case and gives him a briefcase as a gift. So suit and briefcase, probably expensive. Again, known him for a week. I mean, she's got a lot of money. That part is not that surprising to me. I just can't get over the fact that he's giving a sales pitch on his first day of work. You know what would have made this storyline more believable? That he throws up in a job interview. That the dad says, I own a business. You know, he says, the interview is just a formality. You know, uh, come through. your The job's guaranteed. You just got to interview with my, you know, whatever. And then he throws up in the interview and like totally blows it. That would be more believable. Right. That would have been a lot more sense. I think it's because they just wanted the funny scene of him fumbling around the coffee, the copier. Yeah, I get that, but I hate it. Locke and Jack discuss the chances of another castaway dying. And Jack asks again if they can track Ethan. Locke once again explains how Ethan has the advantage, but Jack offers a way to get the advantage back. Jack leads Locke to the case and he gives Locke a gun, who just expertly dismantles it. <laughs> okay. Are you upset with Jack for waiting this long to use the guns now that someone has died? It kind of annoyed me. I was like, oh, okay, now someone's dead, so you're going to do it, like when you should have probably just done it all along. But, you know. It was a calculated never- risk. I think he was like, we probably can handle this, and he grossly underestimated it. I feel like the fact that they came from the water justifies it. Like they didn't expect that they had a plan in place and they came from the water, which just is like, they couldn't have planned for that. I mean, they could have, but they didn't also, I mean, five guns. And if he's coming from the water, then the five of them would have just been sitting there holding the guns while someone's getting their neck snapped at the shoreline. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, With the guns, they could have put everybody in the caves and then put a person at each point and protected the caves. But I still think Locke would have shot that down. If there's it's too much unknown. Like, let's say Ethan's people have guns and there's 30 of them. Now they're all trapped in the caves with one entrance. And all they got to do is take out the five of them. You're absolutely right. Charlie is pissed by this new plan. The plan is to use Claire as bait while four of them are posted up with the guns ready for Ethan. Saeed, Jack, and Locke all try to talk Charlie into it. But you know who they should be talking into it? Exactly. He's not her keeper. But Claire says that she can speak for herself and she wants to do the plan. Claire says that she does not remember 
what happened to her or who Ethan is, but she has to stop him from hurting others. No, Claire. I forgot to say this earlier, but Claire's reaction to finding out that they didn't tell her honestly was like really calm. Like she was mad that Charlie didn't tell her, but wasn't even reacting to the fact that these people who kidnapped her want her back. Like, what the hell, chick? That's the problem at hand. Not the fact that somebody lied to you that you don't even remember being friends with. You know what? At this point, it's all moot because she's just like, in my brain, a few minutes ago, I was on a plane. Now I'm in a jungle, severely pregnant with a bunch of people I don't know. And I've been told I've been kidnapped. Anything else is just like, whatever. What more can you throw at me? I guess. Wait until she like has to relearn about the polar bear and the French transmission and the monster. There's no point telling Claire all that shit. Tell her about the monster, but she doesn't need to know anything else. Charlie demands that he goes too, but Locke says that he has no weapon experience. Faintly in the background, Jack defers to Locke and Saeed to make a game plan as they are the soldier and hunter. In the next flashback, Charlie fumbles through the presentation. He's a sweaty mess. The printing doesn't work and he throws up in the copier. Also, I feel obligated to point out that the copier number was model 815. I love that. Wait until the numbers are revealed and I'm going to go through and point out every time the numbers were used up to this point. Oh, goody. I'll do it quickly. Locke tells Jack that Charlie is right, that they should utilize their fourth gun. Jack goes to Sawyer and gives him the final gun. He does not explain to him where they came from. And when Kate says she wants to go as well, he says no one goes out there unarmed. Sawyer asks if there's extra ammo and reveals the original gun, asking if he remembers the marshal. And Jack says, I remember you shot him and missed. That was a good one. Honestly, sick burn, Jack. Sawyer gives the gun to Kate. While Jack is not thrilled with the idea, he does not argue. Sawyer got a point for Hottie of the Week for that and for being hot while he did it. Charlie watches on as the game plan is discussed. Surround Claire with guns and the guns are a last resort. They want him alive. Saeed got a point for Hottie of the Week in that scene for being hot while he gave the plan. And... Charlie got minus a million points for watching on with a fucking look on his face. And you can check my notes. I said, I said negative points for Charlie because I can just tell he's going to do something fucking stupid. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. Jack hands Kate a clip and Charlie continues to watch as they head out and he and Claire make eye contact. With a stupid look on his face as if he's going to do something stupid. Damn straight. This scene is titled, Rain is Bad. Hey, I wrote that. Somewhere. Claire stands in the jungle as the rain pours down. She looks around. She's very scared. Said is in a tree. How he got in the tree, we don't know. Hot point. Sawyer is in a bush. Jack point. is behind a tree. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Jack is behind a tree. Locke is behind a rock. I like that that one rhymed. And who cares where Kate is? Ethan appears and chases after her. Jack runs him down and tackles him and his gun slides across the floor. Everyone makes their way to them. The fight continues. They're both getting some good shots in. But Jack takes over and just dominates. 
Locke runs over to Claire to check on her. And then we get just one liner central from Sawyer. Winner by a knockout. Nice one, Doc. Now maybe someone can tell me who or what this son of a bitch is. Then Ethan Uh. tries to get up and everyone points guns at him. Uh, 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 jungle boy. All righty. I've got a lot to say. One, it took them way too long. I mean, Saeed had to get out of a fucking tree. It took way too long for them to get over there and help Jack. Like, come on. I'm I'm sitting there watching like, nobody's going to help him. Getting his ass kicked. And then um, the other thing is super hot. This was a really just a hot episode. It was difficult for me to choose. I'm about to crown Hottie of the Week right now. And you look hopeful, and I feel like it's not going to be. No, it's very intense. I'm, 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 I'm waiting. Okay. Um, it was a very close race, but Hottie of the Week is Sawyer. Who did you want it to be? You look disappointed. I knew it wasn't going to be him, and that's why I'm giving him MVP, Jack. Jack did everything right in this episode, in my opinion. He believed Claire while skeptical. He calmed Charlie down with good bedside manner. He didn't argue with Kate. He just said no one goes out there unarmed. And once she was armed, he didn't throw a Jack hissy fit like he always does. He kicked Ethan's ass. All that he did really well. You're right. At no point in this episode did I dislike Jack. I just didn't find him super hot. Even when he's kicking Ethan's ass? You know what? I'm just going to blame directing on that because those scenes are actually very difficult for me to watch. It's very like, whoosh, yeah, jump whoosh. like I can't really watch stuff like that very well. Um, but he did great. MVP for sure. It was tied with Sawyer inside. Sorry. But not tied. They tied I mean, or? No, no, no. I didn't mean that. I mean, it was close. I wasn't sure who was going to get it. But for me, the tiebreaker was just Sawyer in the rain with the gun pointed at Ethan and all his little quips. I liked it. I like that he gave a genuine compliment to Jack. It's so rare. I just, Sawyer was was good in this episode. I like Sawyer. We should get more of him. He's kind of been missing lately. I know. I would like more Sawyer. Charlie shoots Ethan dead with Jack's gun. They stare at him in anger and shock. But Ethan is dead. I cannot explain to you how mad I was when that happened. First of all, I was typing rain is bad in my notes. And as I'm typing bad, boom, 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 boom. How did did they even explain it? How? Oh, he picked up Jack's gun that he, I, I could have shot Charlie in the face right there. For a second there, I thought you were about to blame Jack. I was like, he was getting his ass kicked. He couldn't hold no. on to that thing. Charlie shouldn't have even been there. Stupid, 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 stupid. But you know what's interesting about this show? I was thinking this because I wrote in my notes. I said, I cannot believe I awarded him points for Hottie of the Week last week. I want to strangle him. I hate him so much. This show... I have like such strong opinions about the characters from week to week, and they're completely different. Yeah. Like, I'll go from like Jack's the fucking worst to like Jack, how do you week? Look at those arms. And then, like, 
I mean, there are some people I've never hated. I've never hated Saeed. I've technically never hated Sawyer. He's just kind of a douche, but like we all You hated him, him in the same episode you gave him Hottie of the Week. I never hate him. He's just like, sometimes I'm like, oh, come on. But I've hated Jack. I've hated Locke. I've hated Charlie. And, and I've Kate. also loved them. And Kate. Kate's also not like a hate. She's just like a, come on. Yeah. But that's all I was going to say. I was like, this show's giving me whiplash. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly the reason why I love it. Like, without getting too much into it, a lot of people say that the show is disappointing in the end because they all thought they were dead. And I'm like, it's great for two reasons. One, they're not dead the whole time. I cannot make that more clear. And neither can the show, and we'll get there. All the way at the end. Two, it's a character piece, really. All of these characters, you know, like, I'm not going to say anything, like, revolutionary here. The show is not called Lost because they're lost. The show is called Lost because all these fucking characters are lost. Whoa, man. (laughs) But just, like, you fall in love with these characters, and then they do something terrible where you're just like, oh, you know, fuck you. Can't believe I thought you were hot once. And... Then the next week happens and you're like, okay, like I'm back in. And then, you know, someone might die eventually and it just breaks your heart 1100 times. And you're just like, I'm hooked. And then you start a podcast with your sister. Yeah. It's very, they're very complex characters. Like, obviously there are some background characters that are flat. Flat by mean, like, you know, I don't really see them gonna have growth or like a character arc or anything like someone like rose is probably just always going to be dependable a lovely person but we're probably not going to see her pissing people off or anything like that but like i love a complex character like someone who i love and hate it's like my favorite type of character does that mean your favorite character is jack ew absolutely not who's your favorite character saeed you don't question. hate Sa- you've never once hated Saeed. I'm not saying like, oh, that's the character who's my favorite because I love and hate them. I'm saying in a show, I love when there are characters that I love and hate because it just hooks you to the show. Like I want to have an emotional reaction when I watch a show. Who is the character you are the most invested in right now? Ooh, most invested in. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly. Because I feel like we're at a point in everybody's backstories that I'm just kind of like... Eh. <laughs> like, the, okay. the, the island is ramping up a lot. I feel like the backstories aren't getting as much interest right now. Like, Well, they got to stretch that out for six seasons, so can you Yeah, so, like, I'm more invested in just, like, what's going on on the island. And even, like, the whole love triangle thing, which isn't even really a love triangle, even the tension between Kate and Jack, like, has kind of taken a backseat. We're not really getting a whole lot. I'm just kind of like everybody. I I couldn't pinpoint one person. And that is the correct answer. Okay. (laughs) Back at the caves, Jack asks Charlie why he killed Ethan. Because Susan is a bitch and she deserved to die. Sorry, wrong episode. Charlie says he deserved to die. Jack explains that they could have interrogated him. And that most definitely means they would have tortured him. Absolutely. Saeed would have been like, I know I said I wouldn't, but okay, I'll <laughs> He's do like, it. I'm going to go stay with Danielle for a couple days. 
like, it's okay. My French lady will be there for me to bring me back from the edge. <laughs> Charlie says he doubts that Ethan would have talked and he was not going to let him near Claire again. Why does he think he's Claire's keeper? I, honestly, I'm just like, why do you think that you know better than Jack, than Saeed, and then Locke? Sorry, Charlie, you're fucking stupid. Those three men should be making the decisions in this fucking camp. No one else. When it comes to murder... I'm going to throw Kate in there. They should have some women. Kate's judgment. I'm going to put Rose in there. Yeah, honestly. She seems like a level-headed person. I don't know about Kate. All I'm saying is, like, Charlie, that was an emotional decision. Is torture okay? Right now, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna torture Ethan. A little bit of bamboo under the fingers. And all of a sudden we might have some some answers. I was pissed. Honestly, I was so mad at Charlie. I couldn't even look at him. The rules are different on this island. I feel like torturing Ethan would have been okay. He already tried to kill Charlie and kidnapped Claire for two weeks. Yeah, he just killed Scott or Steve. Do you not know? No, it's Scott for sure. Okay. It's Scott. He just killed somebody. He almost killed Charlie. That was definitely his intention. Like, come on, a little torture. It's fine. And even then, if Saeed doesn't want to do it because he swore it off, that I would understand. Can't fault him for it. I feel like Sawyer and Jack picked up on it enough that they could do it. Locke would have strung him up and hung him by a tree. He gets him alone. He's like, hey, can you tell me about what this fucking door in the floor is about? Yeah, honestly, like Locke probably is the most mad because Locke probably wants to have so many answers about this island that he's not going to get now. He's also pissed off because he's like, I had to like be part of camp life this week. I could have been digging around that damn door. Yeah, we didn't even get any hatch action. Haction, if you will. <laughs> So we get the final flashback, thank God. And Charlie returns to Lucy and apologizes, saying he made a mistake. She's furious. She explains that the cigarette case was returned to them, covered in his vomit. And she says she understands all of it. Steal, get some money for drugs. But why take the job? Charlie says that he wanted to be respectable and wanted her to think that he could take care of her. And Lucy says, he will never take care of anyone. Yeah. You know what? Normally in these flashback scenes, when somebody's having like an emotional moment, even if they're at fault, I feel for them. I don't feel for Charlie. Fuck him. (laughs) It's one thing if it's like, oh, you know, now I understand their action, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, I think you're not taking the message right here. I feel like he had the right idea. He told his friend, no, he ended up taking the cigarette case anyway, but he still tried to go to the job. And I feel like him taking the cigarette case was because he was getting into that withdrawal and, you know, the addiction takes over, but he was trying to make the right decision. I feel like he needed to go a step further and just be honest with her. She probably would have paid for his rehab. Yeah. He was honest and was like, look, I appreciate everything you're giving me, but you know, I'm a rock star. So like there's some negative things that came with that life that I'm still dealing with. 
and he would have been fine. Probably never would have got on the damn plane. <laughs> but that's not what Charlie is. Like Charlie, Charlie has a lot of growing to do. A lot. Speaking of which, he did kill a man. Okay. What about it? That's not going to be like an easy thing to go to bed with. Yeah, well, then he shouldn't have done it. I don't feel bad for him. (laughs) I'm more asking, what do you think lies ahead for Charlie on that path? Bro, I don't know. Wah, wah, wah. I'm Charlie. I'm sad. I killed somebody when I shouldn't have. And I was explicitly told not to. (laughs) What was his game plan when he went there? He didn't know that there was going to be a gun laying on the ground. Yeah, I don't even... I... I'm sure by next episode, I'll be like Team Charlie again. But right now, I like really don't like Charlie. And we get not really a montage, but we check in with everybody really quickly. Hurley's listening to music as Sun and Jin cuddle on the cave floor. Shannon tends to Saeed's arm and Jack refills his water as Claire walks up to Charlie and says that she remembers peanut butter, but doesn't understand why. But Claire says that she doesn't remember what happened to her and she's scared and wants to trust Charlie. Charlie smiles as they say goodnight. And that is how the episode ends. Stupid. (laughs) I feel like that was supposed to be kind of a redeeming scene for Charlie. It's not. Yeah. I think Claire is like, well, I don't agree with what you did. I understand that you're, you want to like look out for me or whatever. But, like, her saying, I want to trust you is, like, make better decisions. Something tells me he's not going to. Final thoughts on the episode? Uh, good episode. Lots of haughty action. My original synopsis actually said something along the lines of, um, the hotties gather in the ultimate mission of hotness. <laughs> And I deleted it. But uh, yeah, it was a good episode. Kind of frustrating, but that's okay. Bad backstory, though. Bad, I mean, flashback. Didn't like that. All right. Present to me your argument on who the next episode is for and why. Look, I'm going to present it begrudgingly because this makes it... I'm feeling like you're going to be like, it's Rose or like something (laughs) stupid. So... I think it's Sun and Jin. This is redundant. I've already said this because we were getting an actual peek into their conversation. There was a long pause after the mention of children. We're reminded that he doesn't know about her English. That's what I'm going with. Sun and Jin. I will give you the episode title and you will tell me if you still think you're right. And if you think you're wrong, you'll tell me who you think it is. Okay. Outlaws. Outlaws? Could be a Sawyer. It is indeed a Sawyer. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I've never been more pumped for an episode. And it's a good one. I've already watched it and taken the notes, and I think it is really good. Oh, I'm excited. I love Sawyer. When I will tell you, though, a Jin episode is coming. Sweet. I'm excited for that, too. And a Hurley, too. We got a lot coming down the pipe. When you think about it, it's frustrating that so many characters are getting repeats. Like, you know, no disrespect to Charlie, even though we spent this entire episode taking a crap over him. Why does he get a second episode before Saeed and Locke? 
or before yeah. Hurley and Jin and Shannon get their own single. I feel like it just wouldn't make sense to put a centric on anybody else this episode, but maybe Claire. <laughs> Claire was honestly not really in it that much. Like the whole point of the episode is about how Charlie is stupid and has bad decision making skills. And like, that's why he needed to have a centric, but I didn't like it, but I'm excited for Sawyer. He can have as many as he wants. If you're also excited for Sawyer, don't forget to tune in next Tuesday when we cover episode 16, Outlaws. Until then, you can find us on TikTok at laurengetslost.pod, on Instagram at laurengetslostpod, and on Twitter at laurengetslost. Don't forget to rate us five stars wherever you're listening. Follow, turn on notifications, tell your friends, tell your family, tell the checkout person at the grocery store. If you go to self-checkout, tell them anyway. Like, bag your stuff and then walk over there and just be like, hey, there's this podcast. (laughs) And if you really love us and you really want to show your appreciation and support, you can consider donating to our podcast. Link will be in the episode description. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Lauren Gets Lost. This podcast is hosted and edited by Zane Kohler with co-host Lauren Kohler, produced by Kate Worcester, and our music is done by David Kohler. And remember, they were not dead the whole time.